Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. reflection in youth ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After 9, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 77 of After 9. It's been quite a week since we talked last, Uh, so a couple updates for you before we jump into this amazing interview episode with Kristen. Uh, Number one, if you checked out the Salty webinar, uh, we had a couple technical issues, and so in the show notes, we have the replay link for you to get all those great videos from Brian Baldwin, Acton Bowen, some national speakers and strategists on evangelism for free working perfectly this time so sorry for the technical errors last week we got them all straightened out this week so check it out for free it's fun it's great some special offers for you there number two if you get a tooth pulled take the medication take the day off take the medication we're nursing we're recuperating now but thank you for your prayers and your warm well wishes (laughs) we are on the mend so thank you for your listenership rate review rescribe all those things And now, ladies and gentlemen, check out this amazing interview episode with our friend, blogger, middle school pastor, and excellent person, Kristen Lascola. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another interview on After 9 with one of our favorite people. So here's the deal. If you haven't checked out Youth Ministry Booster blog, you've got to check it out. There's over a dozen amazing authors from all around the nation big churches, small churches, urban churches, rural churches, right coast and left coast. And so today we have a special guest on the podcast who is a blogger, an author, a middle school pastor at North Coast Church. It's our good friend and sweet sister, Kristen Lascola. Say hi, Kristen. Hey, so awesome to be here. I'm, I was a big fan for a while, so this is surreal. Longtime listener, first time caller, Kristen. <laughs> On yeah. after no, it's so good to have you. Uh, I am thoroughly thankful for your friendship and for your writings and your in your ministry. And so today we wanted to uh, kind of kick off some of our summer. We're gonna have a lot of our bloggers through this summer, so you can hear the voices that you're reading. And so Kristen, kicking that off for us as we kind of transition into summer season. And so Kristen, we've got some amazing after nine questions that you probably have listened, heard, or read about. And so we just wanted to give you the full interview today and just let our let our listeners learn more about you and the things you're doing and the things you're writing and just, you know, all that sunny, sweet weather that's happening in California, you know, that we all oh, yeah. talk about. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so Kristen, of all the professions in the world, um, what got you into youth ministry? I mean, seriously, like youth ministry as a job? Come on. <laughs> Come on, that's not a real job. No. If you ask my dad, <laughs> right, right. Eventually, when you quit that summer gig, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dad. When you when you stop teaching your girls Bible study, why don't you right. get a real job? Right, right. Uh, 
Well, you know, on my last uh, blog post, if you read it, um, the beginning, I kind of, I kind of talked a little bit about how, you know, I never chose youth ministry. Um, I didn't really even know it existed as a profession, to be honest. Fair. Um, <laughs> it kind of chose me, you know, and I, I kind of sum it up as you know, God opened doors and I just kind of walked through them. Sure. And, um, it, it was an interesting journey. You know, I, I, um, was at a Starbucks one time and, uh, one of our junior high directors at our church, uh, mistakenly thought I was waving at her. <laughs> I wasn't. Um, but she came over and started talking to me and went home and and got in touch with my sister and said, your sister's so friendly. She should be one of my small group leaders. And she's like, hey, do you want to be a small group leader? And I was like, what's a small group leader? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, That's good recruitment pathways. Just be at Starbucks. And then instead of asking them directly, call their family, let the family (laughs) guilt them into it. That's perfect. Okay, I'm taking notes on that one. That's great. That's Uh great. (laughs) It worked. I mean, obviously, because I'm here, but, uh, you know, I, I, I thought, well, I'll check it out. I don't really know what she's talking about, but sure. And so I went and I just co-led for a bit and then got my own small group. And she said, Hey, you know, I just like the way you work. Uh, I'm looking for an intern. You want to join my team? I'm like, what's an intern? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's an intern in youth ministry do? So, um, I got hired on at our church as a as a lowly intern getting like $60 a month or something yes. ridiculous. Yes. And I didn't care because, you know, it was super fun and loved it. And then she kind of dropped a bomb and said, well, actually, um, I'm going to quit in a few months. Uh, and I'd love for you to take my directorship. I said, okay, okay. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, so I did a directorship for about a year. Okay. And then uh, one of our offsite campuses uh, was losing their junior high pastor and they asked me to interview for the position. And I was like, eh, I'm good. And they said, no, we really want you to interview for the position. I said, all right. So I did and honestly prayed about it for about two months. And then um, I made the jump to an offsite campus from our our larger campus. And that was about uh, 10 years ago. So, you know, I'm still here. Um, but just never where I saw myself. I, I have a degree in communications. I was um, originally going to go into hospitality. I really wanted to work in hotel and resort management. And sure. here I am, kind of a, kind of not where I expected to end up. Managing hospitality for young people, right? <laughs> I'm like a concierge of, you know, <laughs> church. Listen, listen, uh, yeah, hospitality for middle school and high school students is a practiced art because uh, they do not feel welcome in most places that they go. And so if you can create an environment that lets middle school and high school kids feel welcome, that's a gift, my friend. That is a gift. And so... <laughs> I like the way you put that. I like that. I never uh, thought of it. Like that. No, it's true. No, I mean, like they're they're walking into places that are usually pretty uh, antagonistic, and so if they can walk into your ministry and feel welcome, uh, the ministry ministry of fun important here on After Nine. We celebrate the ministry of fun, uh, but Kristen, I think we need to start celebrating the ministry of welcome too. No, that seems good. <laughs> yeah, seems good. Yeah, uh, okay. love that. Love so from, that. From Starbucks to staff position in ten years. So. 
young listeners out there, if you are serving as a as a humble small group leader with aspirations of becoming an intern and maybe one day a director, know that you too are a Starbucks wave away <laughs> from the ten year journey that it takes to become staff. <laughs> Yes, inspiration right there. That's it. No, that's no, that's the that's the the journey of a youth minister, right? Like you, you either you either get thrown into it or you just keep tripping over it. And so here you are, you know, tripping over it one more year at a time to to lead young people. I love it. I love it. Okay, in that ten year journey, obviously, like there's been some ups because you would have probably found a way out. Uh, what has been your favorite youth ministry moment, either a small group leader, intern, director, staff member? Like, what is one of those moments where you're like, mm, "That's the good one"? Yeah, and I, I have some, um, you know, thinking about this question, like some some God moments that are like, "Guy, that's good," yeah. and then I have some that when you're just out to dinner with your friends, the stories that yeah, you like yeah. <laughs> cry laughing yes. in and out because it's like, Oh my gosh. So I'll tell you my, the one that paints me in a good light. Okay. First, good. Okay. Then, here we go. And then I'll let Best you down. Forward. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Hospitality. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, one of my favorite moments, I was, um, training a new volunteer on, uh, leading small groups. So I okay. co-led with her and, um, you know, you're always kind of on, on hypersensitivity, want everything to go well because they're judging your ministry. And so in the small group we were in, there was this, um, seventh grade girl who had earbuds in during small group time, which, you know, I don't let kids get away with a whole lot. I pick my apples, but you know, there's something about respect that Mm. I, I hold my kids to a pretty high standard. And I was just thinking like, what is wrong with you? Like, you know, you're not listening to what anyone else is saying in the group. You're not participating. You're zoned out. And so I was this close to saying, take the earbuds out of your ear, you know, like participate. But there was just something that stopped me. And I don't know why. Um, I just, I just let it go for whatever reason. I just decided, okay, I'm getting the vibe. I'm not supposed to talk, tell her to take them out. So small group went and ended and, you know, we're, we're doing pickup and everything like that. And she comes up to me and she says, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she said, you know what? She said, I realized something tonight. She's like, she said, I was listening to this worship song over and over again. And she's like, I had this epiphany that I just come to church, but I don't have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what? (laughs) And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. in small group, like there was just this worship song. I kept going over and over my head and she goes, how do I do this? And I got to lead her to Christ in that moment. And I thought, you know, I don't have very many like, Ooh, that was a God for sure. moment Kind of things. Um, But in that moment I was like, dang, like that was a God Mm. moment. And that always stands out in my mind as like, oh, like that was a good night. Mm. Um, And it wasn't me, you know, and that's the thing. It was like, I just had a nudge and I listened to the nudge and it ended up, you know, um, being a big deal. So, um, but you know, but those moments, those are like, oh, like that's cool. But those moments where my friends who don't do youth ministry die laughing yeah, and tell yeah, me yeah. 
you know, tell another story. Yeah. So this <laughs> tell one us about the one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have so many one times, but this one, I, my husband reminded me of it last night and I was just crying laughing. You're going to think I'm a horrible person, but, um, I have volunteers that come in all ages and, you know, I love that about my team. And I had this woman on my team named Nancy and she was 60 years old, but she was like a beast. Like she did everything, participated in everything. Um, you know, so much fun. The kids loved her. So one night we're, we're, um, doing this tournament style game and tug of war is one of the games. Well, we're low, we were low budget at the time and, um, we didn't have a tug of war rope. So my intern, he came up with this brilliant idea. Kristen, I'll just tie two bed sheets together. And I'm like, duh, of course. That's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So we play a couple rounds of tug of war with this like ghetto bed sheet rope. <laughs> and it holds. It, Please it let them be like bed sheets you found in the lost and found from camp last <laughs> summer. Like they were just in the closet and like they, they were a little funky smelling. But you know what? We knotted them up and they were great. <laughs> it's called resourcefulness. Yeah. So, you know. So he, so, you know, we play a couple rounds with the kids and then we're, we get on the mic and we're like, all right, leader round. And so all my leaders come up and, um, they get on that rope while the rope bed sheet rope held well for the little seventh grade and eighth grade bodies. When my leaders got on that thing, it tore almost immediately. And you know, when you're playing tug of war, all your body weights on that, well, if it rips you fall on the floor. My poor Nancy, six-year-old Nancy, um, fell flat on her booty on the concrete. And, oh, Nancy, I'm so sorry. So sorry. You know, I felt so bad. Goes to, uh, is not feeling well the next day, goes to the doctor. She cracked a rib and I felt horrible. And so she said to me, she had a great sense of humor about it, but she said to me, you should have seen the look on my doctor's face yeah, yeah. when she <laughs> asked me, how did you crack your rib? <laughs> and I felt horrible about it, but I'm like, that would happen. Youth ministry, intern, direct. Oh, we're just tying bed sheets together, telling people it's safe. Yeah, no. Oh, well, this this is uh, so. Twenty seventeen youth ministry. It's really important to have great insurance policies, but also to like you know you got to train your volunteers, and part of training your volunteers has got to be some level of physical conditioning. And sweet Nancy, she's full contact ready because I'm sure she was like back in the volunteer saddle in like less than a month, right? Like. Oh, she was there. Yeah. The next week, yeah. but she, she was like, <laughs> but you know what? She could have, yeah. Like insurance. She could have sued us. She could have, you know, all kinds of stuff. A cracked rib from a Jerry rigged <laughs> tug of war rope. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that, that that's bad judgment. Like I was, I was like 22 at the time. So it was a long, long time ago, but you know, it was pretty funny. Oh, uh, listen, that just, I think that just speaks to, you know, whenever you recruit more volunteers, like, you get to put really cool things in your like volunteer, like introduction letter of like, you know, you're going to shed tears. <laughs> you're going to spill blood and you're going to break bones. Yes, you're going to you break are. bones for these kids. Yeah. We, we, we believe it. Yeah. No, we, we go hard. <laughs> we go hard. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, so obviously Nancy didn't get you all tied up in too many knots that night, but I'm sure there's some other nights where maybe you didn't have a Nancy that broke a rib. <laughs> maybe someone else broke some bones. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, but good friend Kristen, was there ever a night that you almost quit? Because I feel like for every every Nancy story, there might be just as many uh, uh, non Nancy, negative Nancy stories. So, oh yeah. Well, you know when when you add all the years together, um, this is my thirteenth year of doing junior high ministry, and there, you know, guy, there's too many bad nights to count, you know, I've had, um, parents flying off the handle, breathing murderous threats at me. (laughs) Um, I had a volunteer yell at me so bad when I got home, my husband thought someone had died Mm. because of the way I was react. I mean, I'm not a crier and I was just a wreck. He just wrecked me. Um, I've had really hard students. Um, I've even had legal things that have been tough having to walk through with, you know, um, but I think in all those ugly, ugly, dark times, um, I think I always knew this too shall pass, but the things that made me want to walk away were never the, like this kid's being a punk, this parent is, you know, out of control. It was, I think the, the personal difficult seasons, Mm -hmm. you know, because I would look at ministry and be like, yeah, this is a rough season, but I've been here long enough. I know this is going to pass, but you know, I walked through some dark personal times where I thought I can't, I can't continue, uh, to do ministry. Um, and one of them, it was bittersweet because, um, it was the birth of my daughter, which you're like, what, how could that be a dark time? You know, and, and her being born was incredible. Like, you know, praise God, like so amazing. But those first few months, um, transitioning to parenthood Mm. and youth ministry, were so rough for me. Um, our she, I don't know if you've heard of colic. Do you know what colic is? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, my, my sweet little new niece. Um, we, we get updates all the time of, of her only two hours sleeping at a time kind of stints, right? And it just, yeah, yeah. So, my daughter, I thought colic was kind of made up, you know, before <laughs> yeah. I became a parent. I'm like, no, you know, you have a crying disease. What do you mean you have a crying <laughs> disease? Yeah. <laughs> Babies cry, right? Right, I mean, right. Come on. But um, no, it it uh, wrecked me. And going through that and then being, you know, the face of a ministry was really hard for me because I was so beyond my capacity and so overwhelmed. Um, and it was like those moments where I'm like, you know, something's got to give like, uh, and if something has to give, then maybe it's my job. And I thought, I don't know how to be a mom, be in full-time ministry, be a leader, be leading kids, leaders, volunteers, parents, like, you know, have so many people needing something from me, but be so depleted because I'm not sleeping. I'm discouraged. I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, that was being a first time parent. So it just really rocked me. And, you know, those were the moments I told my husband, like, I don't know, like financially, we'll just figure it out. Cause I'm about spent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I did push through that season and I'm glad I did. And, you know, I, I found some other women that I was like, dang, like, they're doing it and they have kids and, and, you know, they're pushing through. And so I found, I found a lot of encouragement there, but transitioning to parenthood in the midst of full-time ministry was really hard. 
Um, but she's better now. She's she'll be four. Okay, on I was about the, how old now? Four now? Yeah, yeah. Almost. She'll be she'll be four um, next month, and so we're in a great season now. So I look back, and I'm so glad I didn't throw in the towel, but just you know, kept going. And now she comes to my youth ministry, loves it. The kids love her. It's such a fun thing. Is, for is she a mascot for your kiddos? I mean, when does she oh, come yeah. around as the whole room like light up and they all like <laughs> love her and yeah, yeah, they yeah. Do. And like, what a fun way to grow up, you know? Yeah. And she said, mommy, when I'm older, I'm come to you. I come with the big kids. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. can come. So that's, that's been fun. Um, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't, I'm glad I didn't walk away, you know? Well, and I think that's so important for so many people to hear Kristen, because I mean, there is part of the job that make us want to quit, but, but more than just, and you're right, more than like a rough student. Cause you're like, <laughs> at worst it's six years. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if it's like a parent, well, like maybe, maybe they'll just leave. But when it's your family, like that, that's a whole different kind of like, of like reality and struggle where you're like, you know, you're, you're choosing between the ministry at this position and the ministry of, of your family, whether it's your spouse or your children. And like that, that's a daily reality. That's not going to like change in a few months or change in a few years because you want to be the right kind of like spouse or kind of partner, the right kind of parent. And that's, that's good to hear. Uh, I, I'm, I am thankful you haven't thrown in the towel, but I, I definitely can relate to that. There's that you know, being the parent of a newborn, like you have to learn to minister in a different way or, or maybe, maybe not for a while. And so that's good mm-hmm. to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's, it's midweek and that kid, that girl had her earbuds in and she pulls mm-hmm. you aside at drop off and you have a great conversation. And she's the last one to leave and you're walking to your car or you're walking to your house. What's your question? What's your, what's your after nine question? When the program is over, the kids are all sent home, like what's running through your head? Yeah. And I used to, you know, since I, I'm a big fan of the After Nine podcast and every time I I look forward to this question because um, I'd always think, man, how would I answer that? Because it just gives a, such a good indicator of yeah. like where your mind's at. Um, and I think in those moments I find the gears in my head turn for the next two to three hours. And I think through every student, every leader, every parent, every um, conversation, every dynamic. And I go back and I think something was wrong with that kid. Something's going on. I need to follow up. I'm going to call their mom tomorrow. Or that parent had a chip on their shoulder about something. I didn't have time to talk about it. I'm going to say something next time I see them. Or dang it, that one leader came and went and I didn't even get to have a conversation Mm. with them. I need to make sure I send them a text tomorrow, let them know how much I appreciate them. Did I say that joke and it, you know, really offended that person and maybe maybe I need to like do some damage control, like hope I didn't hurt anyone's feelings or, um, you know, the program element I do think about, but I think what keeps me up, um, you know, and I've even lost sleep over before is thinking through, um, what people went away feeling or thinking Mm. at the end of the night. or where I could have been more intentional or, um, where there's a weak spot relationally, or, you know, just, just trying to put myself back in the room where I was that night. And I look around and I start looking at all the faces and all the different roles and 
all the different things and, and reanalyze it all. Um, and then I guess it's kind of strategize of like, all right, what's, what's next week need to look like? What does a text message need to be? Um, just, just getting a handle on that relational vibe. Like how's everyone doing, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. because in the chaos of the moment, you're just like having a conversation here saying hi there, you know, you know, bouncing from student to leader to parent to the stage to, you know, and there's so much this whirlwind you're caught up in, but then you stop. And now if I had to like go individually and say like, what really happened? Yeah. Um, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, the gears in my head are constantly thinking about, you know, one night I couldn't sleep because <laughs> this was in my younger, you know, newer days because these boys, we were doing this big outreach and it was this game and they had never been to church before and they lost and they were younger boys. I think they were sixth graders, but they just start crying. Like yeah. they're devastated that they lose. And it broke my heart. And I was just like, dang it. It's, it's, so, it's so serious. But like, I also know that like the sixth grade boys, like they probably just like crestfallen. Just like, we tried so hard. <laughs> but that kills me. Like I feel the weight of their, because it's, it's big to them. And yeah, I feel, yeah. you know, in my mind, I'm like, whatever, like moving on. It was kickball, you guys. Yeah. Right? I feel it with them. And so I would just go home. Oh, especially when I didn't have a good relationship with them because I'm like, who are these kids? And yeah. are they coming back? Yeah. It did we just devastate them. But I always think through like, what did people leave thinking or feeling? So do you ever like, do you have like a journal or take notes? Cause I feel like I can just like see you sitting down, like post, like, or do you ever, do you ever walk back through? Is that a thing that you ever do? Like it's in the last kid home. Do you ever like walk back through the room and kind of like reimagine where they're all like sitting or meeting and try to take like inventory that way? Like, do you, do you do the zookeeper thing of like, <laughs> all right, Timmy and his crew were over there. They were acting okay, but I really worry about Kelsey and her friend because they were like disconnected from everybody else or. You know, with my interns, I do. So once, once we clean up and, you know, it's about 1030 or so and me and my interns just sit around, we eat snacks and we do that. We okay. talk about, okay, so you know, I go through the different rows of where the kids were sitting or the the pockets they were like, okay, yeah, the yeah, skater yeah. kids were out there and these kids were playing Gaga, but like just go back through kind of, you know, not physically walking around the room, but in my mind, just this 3D map yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Okay. of the room kind of like as if I, as if I could freeze it yeah, and okay. then re-enter and kind of figure out, dang, all right, this was going well. Ooh something weird went on over here. I didn't have time to address it. Yeah. Let's, let's investigate that. Or then I start texting leaders. Hey, did you know what happened okay. to Jordan or why was he this? Or, you know, so kind of doing that follow up, um, that you can't always do, you know, immediately, but yeah. yeah, I do. I don't, I don't write it down. I, you know, but, um, yeah, definitely that 3d, the, ma- you know, the mind mapping of, well, but that's, that's yeah. <laughs> but I think that's so important because like we've talked about it before on the show, like, Yes, the program that you offer on Sunday or Wednesday or Friday or whenever you're offering your program is really important, but it almost becomes this like benchmark for the way you need to minister until the next benchmark, right? So it's one of like like you share that I thought was so so wise is like, okay, I got to talk to all my leaders except for this one. So now my goal tomorrow is to call that one leader or or mm-hmm. like, you know, for that parent that seemed really upset, right? It almost gives you this like 
your goals for next week are helped kind of like determined by like what kind of like rose and fell like during the program as much as like the program itself can be ministry because of the great teaching and small groups and worship time together it almost like sets you up for the next week of like all right here's what we have to do (laughs) sure exactly exactly oh that's good okay okay 13 years in to that young woman that was at starbucks that waved in a way that was probably too nice too charitable (laughs) What would you go back and tell first year, first year Kristen self, um, either a small group leader or intern or director or pastor? Like what, what is something that you know now that you wish you could communicate to yourself back then? Yeah, I think um, our church is kind of interesting. So um, I work at North Coast Church. We're like North County, San Diego. Okay. And we're a big church. So we're almost a church of 12 thousand. But that 12,000 is spread across. We have five different campuses. campuses. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I'd mentioned in my story, you know, I started at our main campus. Um, and then I became the junior high pastor at our first offsite campus. So okay. I was, you know, a part of that whole process. And I think what I didn't realize jumping from our mothership <laughs> <laughs> over to the um a satellite campus and it's in a small town so we so drop is it, is it san diego proper i mean give us a little bit of geographical context yeah. are you in like a whole nother like suburb kind of town or yeah so we're in a suburb of um san diego which is considered a um the suburb we're in is called fallbrook and okay. so that's a really small town okay. comparatively so we're right on the border we're like the northest point you can go in san diego okay. and not be considered la county okay so we're super north county and um you know i the hard thing was I came from a ministry where, you know, 300 junior hires show up on a Tuesday night and it's just the way it is. It's, yeah. I didn't know anything different. And then jumping to an offsite campus where you're drawing from one junior high school yeah. and one small town and things are different. Um, that messed with me a little bit because um, I guess, I guess, you know, I know a lot of youth pastors that struggle with the comparison game, but it was just sort of rocked me a little bit of like, wait a minute. Like, you know, when I came to Fallbrook, um, it was small and we've definitely grown since then, but it was just sort of a, um, it was discouraging at first. Cause I felt like, man, this budget is a lot different than I'm used to. Was there internal conflict of like, like, I mean, I've never worked at a multi-site church. So was there like main campus, small, like satellite, small campus kind of syndrome or whatever? Oh, you nailed it. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'd have to kind of put my head down and just stay in the zone of like, I'm called to do this. This is what I'm doing. Like, don't come up for air and look around (laughs) because, you know, then it's discouraging. Yeah, exactly. You just, you just need to be so focused on your specific call where God has specifically planted you because when you start to play the comparison game, you know, that whole quote comparison is the thief of joy. It was Mm. just so true for me because I didn't, and, and, and I was putting blood, sweat, tears, and broken bones into this thing. And, and then 
uh, we'd be the butt of some jokes sometimes. And so that was internal joke. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) So, and it was all, it was, it was nothing personal, but you know, when, when you're feeling vulnerable and then someone just pokes right at that vulnerability, you just get, ow. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And there was just sort of this, um, it, it was hard. And especially because it's like, well, you know, I came from the main campus. They asked me to interview here. I am, and I'm doing my best. And, yeah. um, you know, so I think I would have to tell that first year, Kristen, like, you know what, um, you're going to die if you compare mm. and you need to, you need to squash that game immediately because, you you have an audience of one. Mm. So one opinion matters and mm. it's none other than God's. Mm. And I remember picking up this book at um, a youth ministry conference in San Diego and it was called 200 Pomegranates in an Audience of One. And it was about this guy who was a temple built. Have you read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's And it changed my entire perspective, what my, where my focus had to be, because he made all these ornate pomegranates and spent all this time and made this beautiful art piece for the temple. It was 200 feet in the air and nobody could see it. Mm -hmm. The people walking in and out of the temple never knew what a great artisan he was. But what it showed was he his audience wasn't the people going in and out of the temple, and he was faithful to the calling God had given him, and the opinion of man was irrelevant. Mm. And so once I read that, I think it put everything in perspective for me, because um, there were some years, you know, that I really did struggle of feeling like, you know, you go from being at this big, giant campus with lots of money and lots of kids, things are easy, well-oiled machine, you're on a paid staff of 12 people, that's not even counting your 60 volunteers. Right, and, right, right. <laughs> and then you get out to a, a multi-site and you're like, oh, I'm a staff of one. Yeah. And then, you know, it was lonely and it was hard. But once I read that book, it just it just got me back in the zone. Mm. I think of like, hey, here's where God planted me. And here's where I need to be. And, Mm. you know, looking back on it, it's like, I'm so glad I did jump to an offsite because I've really found uh, my community here. It was just, it was a hard beginning though. I think it's one of those, uh, you know, first year folks don't believe how difficult it can be sometimes. And so only, only ourselves in future time machines might be able to convince our younger selves that it really will be that difficult and and that difficult internally. That's one of those, I mean, I think about from like church to church, but that struggle of like having your own quote unquote, like team, right? Like, like guys, Mm -hmm. we're at the same church and like, like, it's, it's one thing when it's like your crosstown rival, but like. Man, like when you're wearing the same same polos, I mean that's just whew, that's. But youth pastors, for all the thoughts and the abstractions, Kristen hit us with the practical because everybody listening wants wants a takeaway. So what's a tip, an application, something you've downloaded, something you do, something you ha- have done or have changed routine uh, that is making your time in youth ministry better, easier, or more efficient? I think it's just going to be different for everybody. But what I what I really in this season. Um, is I'm finding I am my best when I'm constantly developing myself. Mm. Um, You know, kind of going back to the previous question, you know, I was a staff of one for a long time, you know, we're we've grown now. So I have some paid staff and I have, um, you know, a great group of volunteers under me. So I don't have to do the job alone anymore. But what I learned in that lonely period was, 
I have to constantly be developing my leadership gifts, um, staying current, staying relevant, staying on top of things and not becoming stale. Mm. And, you know, sometimes you think like, oh, I got this, like I'm in a rhythm, like I'm gifted, like I got this thing going. But then um, it's amazing how quickly uh, things can change. Mm. And um, for me, that's come a lot in the I mean, I listened to, I mean, I mentioned I listened to After Nine a lot, but I listened to a ton of leadership podcasts. So, um, you know, I love, um, you know, (laughs) when I'm like blow drying my hair or like getting ready in the morning, like I'm always have my earbuds in listening to a different podcast and writing notes and, you know, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to implement that. Or um, I read a ton of blogs. I I read a ton of articles. I, um, you know, I always, I kind of set aside Thursday because my pro my midweek programs on Tuesday, Wednesday's usually cleaning up all the aftermath from that. Um, (laughs) I like that you have the day set aside for cleanup. Like that is something, no, that's fair. That's, that means you had a great program Tuesday if it merits a Wednesday to clean up after it. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Clean up in a lot of senses of the word, you know, there's like phone calls to make and follow up to, but, um, And so then I come to Thursday and I prep for my Sunday service, but then I spend the afternoon um, doing like um, self leadership development. So I'll read a book or I'll, um, you know, read an article and write some notes or, you know, network in a different way because I just find um, I am not the end all be all of youth ministry, creativity and wisdom. And, you know, I have some ideas, but I'm, I'm one person and I have a great team. Um, but I think when I constantly am looking, what else is out there? What are other people doing? What wisdom can I glean from this person? Mm. And, you know, I've incorporated some great things into my ministry that are other people's ideas, um, just because they share resources and, and get a conversation going. I just feel like my leadership's been so much better. Um, you know, because I bring those voices in, um, and, you know, And this is more, this isn't as practical as it is theoretical, but, you know, I've just learned this past year of the value in dreaming big, Mm. Um, you know, not that I'm uh, not dreaming big in the sense of I'm going to have a youth ministry of 2000 by, you know, the end of this year. But I just mean, um, you know, not always taking no for an answer sometimes of, of what is possible. And I just feel like, you know, I'm at a stage where it feels like, man, there's so many possibilities. And then you have to decide, well, which one am I going to camp on? What am I passionate about? But, um, you know, kind of that dreaming big thing of like, Hey, there's, you know, youth ministry doesn't have a job description all the time. Like it can (laughs) be, no, that's right way too broad, which is kind of a bad thing and a good thing all at the same time. But the good thing about that is, you know, and at my church, they gave me a ton of freedom. Like Mm -hmm. they, you know, if, if I went down to one student, they'd probably ask me some questions, but for the most part, I design and do anything and everything I want to do. I don't Mm -hmm. have to run it through anyone. And so within that, it's like, man, what, what could we do? What are the possibilities? I don't have to do things the same way I've always done them. You know, that saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You yeah. know, I don't know. Like sometimes there's. Sometimes you break things- it on purpose, you know, 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just want to see what it looks like when you have to rebuild from broken. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so that's kind of the zone I'm in okay. now, I don't know how practical that is, but I think it's more of my mindset. You uh, know? I, I think developing yourself as a leader and learning to dream big in the ways in which we either settle or we adventure are pretty practical friend. That's great. That's great stuff. Good. Uh, so if folks are listening today and have loved what you have to say, obviously we'll link to all your Youth Ministry Booster blog articles and things. What are some other ways folks can catch up with you on the social media or otherwise if they wanted to learn more or chat more with you? Yeah, um, you know, I'm always up for, you know, an email. So it's <laughs> klascola at northcoastchurch.com. But I'm also on Twitter. Um uh, Kristen Lascola, Instagram, Facebook. And, and recently my 19 year old intern taught me how to do Snapchat. Okay. So okay. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm there. I'm, and there. I'm on my, it. <laughs> me and my three year old do some cool stuff. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I feel like anybody that has children that's on Snapchat, that it just like devolves into like, so this is my channel where I post unlimited pictures of me and my kid. Yeah. <laughs> fun like when they see themselves with the filters on oh, like right no it's right. just like oh my gosh like the things that come out of her mouth when she sees herself with these different things it yep. like just kills me it's just yeah it's a mom it's a mom thing but it's it's probably not what it was intended for but it's fun so i don't, I don't think people that made snapchat know what they were actually getting into <laughs> That's a sidebar conversation for other yeah. people that maybe we're redeeming Snapchat through the That's children. Right. Oh, it's in need of redemption. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, uh, thank you, friends, so much for hanging out with us today and answering the afternoon questions. We appreciate your your voice and your ministry and your and your heart and your wisdom. Uh, thanks for sharing today, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. There you go. That's our interview with Kristen Lascola from West Coast, Left Coast. Hope you enjoyed our interview with her. You can check out all the links in the show notes listed below. Give us some love on iTunes with your subscription, rating, and review. Thanks for listening to After 9. We appreciate you. Keep up the hard work in youth ministry, and we'll see you back next week. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministry or visit www.after9ministry.com to subscribe and learn more.